Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to bring Mark Spector in momentarily. It is currently 1.33. Eric Francis just joined us out of Sportsnet. Mentioned the fact that uh, his perspective was maybe there was some frustration with Kachuk that the rest of his teammates didn't engage when he got into it with Jake Muzzin after the whistle there as the game ended against the uh, Maple Leafs. And a lot of you have brought some uh, significant uh, thoughts that way. Uh, this text comes in, and, and I, I, I think Kachuk's just full disclosure. I think he's a really good player. I think he's their best player right now. Todd from Troshu says, Bob, you give way too much credit to the Flames and the players. All you need to do is listen to Calgary Radio for a day or two. It would open your eyes. All they do is bash the Oilers, the players, the management, everything. It's a joke. Remember the 06 Cup run? Home of the Canes, really? It hasn't stopped since. From Todd from Troshu. I don't think every guy in Calgary is like that. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but, you know, the reality is that Edmonton's had, as a market, uh, a couple of pretty special runs, one with an NHL team and one with a CFL team, and they've also got the two best players in the world right now on their team. So it's maybe a little bit understandable. But, again, I don't see – I do read a lot out of Calgary, and I don't see the constant bashing Edmonton. And I, I've always felt – that when you're crapping on another market, that's the lower form, the lowest form of sports radio. Okay, if that's all the juice you got, you're no better than a comedian that has to rely on fart jokes. That's kind of how I see it. So, uh, I, again, I, to me, Kachuk has been a different player today than he was back in November of 2018. He's changed, but. What do I know? Without further ado, we bring aboard the president of the Yesapol Yarvi fan club for the horses and horse racing helper. <laughs> yes, Mark, you're on uh, for horse racing Alberta, our province's horse racing and breeding industry. It's introduced new safety protocols with thorough vet checks, stricter rules, and tougher penal- uh, penalties. Employed Albertans caring for horses, horse racing Alberta. Spec, can you do for the, this for me in the next six or seven se- uh, minutes? 
segment. Can you maybe go on an order player? Maybe we can have the reverse Spectre curse, and that guy gets going. What were you thinking? I, I By the way, I read your timeline on Twitter after that tweet. Uh, man, there's some people out there that uh, are, they're they're hot right now. They're hostile. But uh, what were you thinking watching Paul Yarby score the two goals the other night? Oh, after, you know, after, I, yeah. On the day that I come out with basically saying, I'm concerned they're giving him too much and he can't live up to it and it's too much responsibility and they're rushing the player just the way they rushed him when he was 18. And on that very day, he goes out and scores his first two goals. Hey, I can have a laugh at that, you know. I don't I don't take back anything, Bob. I, I'm here to tell you that I hope he succeeds in the first line, but they rushed him when he was 18 and it was a bad idea. And I think they're rushing him now and hopefully it's a good idea, but... Uh, I can take a kick in the pants. He did score two that night. You can't take that away from him. Well, he's, the first one was a great goal. Uh, it was so great that it got Braden Coburn waved right out of the league yeah. and got Eric Brandstrom in the you know, but it was a really nice goal. Um, and then the second one, maybe he was rewarded. And Mark, that's a part of it, right? Like, and I'm a little bit more into the advanced numbers than you are, but I look at a guy that hasn't scored on 27 shots and been involved in 13 legitimate grade A scoring opportunities in 11 right. games. And I'm thinking, you know what? It's probably good. I'll give you the opposite example. Dry Sidle's plus 12 right now. Okay, the advanced metrics would suggest he should not be plus twelve. He should he he should probably be plus four or five, not plus twelve. But you know, is when he's on the ice, the team's scoring like ninety one percent of the goals. That's going to balance out over time. And so there's there's one that and I love Drysaitel. You know that I'm. But that's that's just the numbers out of it. Funny situation. All right. So and it circles back to that 2016 draft. Paul Yarvey falls on the Oilers' lap at four. The Flames get Kachuk at six. Brian Burke, who did an hour yesterday, Mark, said, hey, we had Paul Yarvey right, right where everybody else did, too. So, in other words, if he'd fallen, Calgary was going to take Paul Yarvey at that spot. But would you agree or disagree that Matthew Kachuk has, been, in your opinion, become Calgary's best player? Oh, and the best uh, outside Austin Matthews, the best player in that draft, Bob, right? Redraft that draft. And you're taking Austin Matthews first, and you're taking Matt Kachuk second, ahead of Pierre-Luc Dubois, for sure. Uh, I'm, am I taking him ahead of Patrick Laine? That was Laine's draft, right? Yes. Uh, you know, we can sure have that conversation, but I'm not sure I'm not taking Kachuk ahead of Laine. So, uh, you know, the point being, he is Calgary's best player. He's their highest-paid player. He's going to remain that after next year when his deal comes up. Uh, he's the star, straw that stirs that drink, and... You know, if the question is, how come he stirred things up at the end of that Leafs game and nobody followed him, uh, I agree with that. Uh, If I'm Matt Kachuk and I do what I do for that team, you may not love my timing, Bob, as a teammate every day. You may not love the fact that, oh, man, Matt Kachuk's making this night more work than it should be. But you better damn well follow me because Matt Kachuk's their best player. He's their most active leader. He gets things going. And when he starts something, he better have some guys backing him up to finish it. If he's not, i got a problem with what's going on down there. I've had multiple animated conversations with Andrew Ference over the years, okay? I don't necessarily... I'm an Albertan, okay? Our team is called the Oilers here. Uh, I My heart goes out to everybody that's been impacted during the pandemic. We've been we've had our teeth kicked in in this province. I think you know what I'm saying here, Mark. I I watched that Vivian Krauss documentary with a lot of interest and said, "Yeah, 
that makes a lot of sense that there's some external forces applying some pressure and specific so but all that said the one thing i'll always respect about andrew ference is when nail yakupov started something with dustin bufflin of all people the Oilers were blown out winnipeg in a game and yakupov and hall connected on a two-on-one and you know put it you know yakupov scored and Bufflin was chirping him up the ice after the goal, and Yak, you know, went in there and gave him the stick. The one player that never had any question that was sticking up for his teammates, and I'll say this about Andrew Ferentz, Andrew Ferentz jumped in there. He was giving away size, so he could fight. He was a real good fighter for a guy his size, but he stuck his nose in it, and there might have been some other guys on the ice thinking, Yak, what the hell? Read the situation. We're up in the game by two or three goals. Just ignore Dustin Bufflin. And you know what? Ferentz got dragged into the fight, and he joined the fight. So regardless yeah. of, you know, might not always agree with Andrew on everything, would have preferred, you know, maybe he at times would like to have not said some things that he said before, but I'll say that about him. In that situation, he was there. And I think that's what you're talking about, is you got to be there. Like, I, And we used to see Matt, Hen- Matt Hendricks do it as well. Matt Hendricks yeah, would I, jump in. Yeah. I think Saturday night is, you know, the Flames are, they lost 5-7 here, Bob. Uh, they've openly spoken about a lack of emotion in their games. Uh, you know, they just came off the road out east, and they didn't like the way they played most nights. And they need emotion. They need, they, they're, they're lacking some fire, and here we have it. Saturday night game, the Oilers are in town. I suspect that Matt Kachuk will be, have his fingerprints all over that game Saturday night. I'm not predicting goalie fights, even though I wouldn't complain if I saw one. Uh, but I think that we should, you know, you never know with the Battle of Alberta. We've, we've covered them for so long. Sometimes they're absolutely tame. But Calgary needs some emotion. They need some fire. And they got the guy on their team that wears the black hat better than anybody. I suspect he'll be heavily involved in that game, Bob. Oh, I think he's going to be heavily involved. What do you think it means for Koskinen, knowing that the Oilers were in on Jacob Markstrom, uh, knowing that Mike Smith's on the precipice of coming back into the Ottawa Oilers lineup, I think this is going to be a big game for Miko as well, Spec. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, I hadn't really put together him and Mark, uh, him and uh, Koskinen, uh, Markstrom. Sure, him and Markstrom. Yeah. Because listen, when you're Miko Koskinen and your GM goes into free agency and he's looking for the biggest fish, you know, the biggest goaltender on the market. You, the message is clear. He's trying to upgrade on you, Bob. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's trying to upgrade on you. It's just like if my place started to bring in a way better call than this than me or your place was looking for a better radio guy. You take it personally, you know. And, and I mean, Koskinen's a low-key guy. He's not an emotional person that we've been able to discern. But you know what? I'll bet she looks down the ice and says, okay, Markstrom. You know what, I'm going to try. He'd love to get that win. He'd love to walk out of that rink as the best goalie on the ice, don't you think, Bob? Mark, there's uh, 68 other radio personalities in this city. I'd come in 68 out of those 68. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, on a good day, I might be number 68 out of those 69. Uh, yes, I, I do. I, I'm going to be intrigued to see what Koskinen brings. Mark, uh, I can't pronounce his name from the Athletic. Let's just call him Dom. I believe it's. Lou Shishin, if I'm not mistaken, yep. but uh, yep. very talented writer. They got another guy out of Winnipeg by the name of Moretta Tesh that we use once in a while on the show. He wrote a piece yep. basically today just talking about how unbelievable McDavid and Drysaddle have been through the first 12 games. We are watching something pretty special, aren't we? 
Oh, yeah. It's, it's you know, here's two guys that were 1-2 in the scoring race last year. Uh, they've been up in the top four for about three years here. And now this year they just got their foot in the gas. And, and you know, and, and I want to say this, Bob, their all-around games are better, too. They're not just scoring a bunch of points. And, you know, look, you just said, what did you say Drysaddle was, plus 10? Plus 12. Plus 12. I know, I get it. That, that's, that's a goofy stat, and I understand that. But when you're leading the league in scoring, you shouldn't be minus. And, you know, dry settles become a, a really trusty face-off, man. You know, they have the puck when dry settles on the ice. At least they start with a puck. And I like the fact that McDavid's face-offs are, are suddenly now, you know, a 50% year is realistic for, for 97. And that's, that's huge. Like, when he's going 42 43%, man, you just start so many shifts without the puck, you got to get back. So if I can start my shift... With 97 on the ice or 29 on the ice and the puck almost every time or certainly six times out of ten, you're going to see a difference in this hockey team, no question. I don't know if you heard Eric Francis's interview, but he brought up the fact that since that celebrated battle where Kachuk took the fight with Cassian, and he, he ate a couple, uh, but he took the battle, that Matthew Kachuk has had six fights and Cassian hasn't had one. Now, I think... I. I, I, I have a theory with Zach. Um, I have some empathy with him uh, because I don't think there's a lot of guys. Like He's got a pretty lethal uh, left hand. You can ask uh, Brandon uh, Dubinsky. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he, he filled him in and broke his orbital bone. Uh, he's a, he, he can fight. There's not a lot of guys. Like, there's a guy in Ottawa that doesn't play every day. That Like Michael Haley, there's a guy that, you know, could take a fight against Cassian. My guess is Josh Brown could take a fight against Cassian. Uh, but there's not a guy, not a lot of guys left anymore in the league. Obviously, Lucic, but those guys are ex-teammates. Often ex-teammates sort of have a, a gentleman's agreement that it, unless something really stupid happens, you don't do that. But, you know, it, it, it is interesting. And I, and I think Zach's had some good moments over the last three or four games. When I'm looking at Zach, Mark, for me, the problem is Kyle Turris. Like, Turris hasn't, as good as McDavid and Dreisaitl have been, I, I'm not I, I'm not free passing Zach, but he's played a lot with Turris, and Turris hasn't got a lot accomplished. Your thoughts? Well, I would agree with you on Turris. Uh, you know, getting back to Kachuk having six fights and Cassian having none. How does... Kachuk find his fights. Kachuk finds his fights because he he makes people want to fight him. You know, more often than not, when Kachuk fights, it's not because he went in and dropped the gloves first. It's because he went in and did something and had to drop the gloves to defend himself. Uh, that's the kind of player he is, and that's fine. So, I want to say to you that what you say is right. There's not a, there's a lot more guys in the league who are looking to fight Kachuk than they are Cassian. Absolutely for sure, Bob. You can't refute that. But there's enough guys in the league that Cassian needs to put himself in a position where someone on the other team says, i got to go fight 44. 44 is running around. He's hitting our best guys. He's abusing our first-line players. i got to get out there and settle this guy down. No one's saying that about Zach Cassian this year, Bob. No one's saying it. And that's because Zach Cassian isn't active enough. Think of the game against Colorado last year when he absolutely came back and McKinnon tried to make a spin move on the boards and Cassian filled him in. And to Matt Calvert's credit, who's my size, Mark, you know, well, he's... The size he's I was that age, cat, but he's he's small, <laughs> he's, Cassian. Yeah, he's five foot eleven and he's one hundred ninety five pounds. He's he's not 
tipping it at 240. But you, you know where I'm going here, right? Like he, he took the battle and he ate a few. But and that, there's your illustration. Like somebody on Colorado had to step up and take that one. I think, yeah. Mark, I think we're going to have some, like, you know what? We got ripped off here. That's, the, I mean, every, and, it, and I know there's been way bigger issues in, in society as a result of the pandemic. But from a pure, you wrote the definitive book on the Battle of Alberta. We got hosed that we didn't get a chance to see the orders of the player, the, the Flames playing the playoffs, man. I mean, think about the last time we played and we had a goalie fight. I mean, it, it was awesome. It was, it was the most fun I had calling a game with Jack in 10 years. You know what I mean? It was a kicker. Oh, it was a great game and, and it really revitalized. Now listen, that, I'm with you. They were going to, they were set up to play in the playoffs last year. We didn't get them and that was a drag, but we're going to get them 10 times this year, Bob. There's a, you know, they're going to play only Canadian teams in the playoffs. So if the Flames and Oilers make it, we both got a good shot at playing both teams. And you know what? Uh, let's start Saturday. You know, I think let's get some emotion back in the game. There's, we're watching a lot of games in a short time, and it's you watch Vancouver play. They're just playing hockey. There's not enough emotion. There's not enough contact. This might be the respite from that, Bob. Hopefully Saturday night some people hit each other. Maybe some people will fight each other. Let's get after it here. Mark, we had a texter saying they'd like to see Mark Spector and Eric Francis in a barn somewhere in Alberta. I don't know about you, but I'd rather just tilt a few back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I, I, as long as there's a bar in that barn, I'll meet you there. <laughs> there you go. Uh, again, uh, thanks a lot for joining us, and thanks for giving Yes to Pogliarby the whammy the other night, okay? No problem. Anytime, Bobby. That is Mark Spector for the horses. Horse Racing Alberta, our province's horse racing and breeding industry. They've introduced new safety protocols with thorough vet checks, stricter rules, and tougher penalties employing Albertans caring for our horses, Horse Racing Alberta. Royal Pizza, pizza passed and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup, takeout options. For a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. To this day in Oilers history, it is brought to you by Dennis and Jason LaLiberti and the team at New West Travel and back of the 630 Chad Studios, the one and only Brendan Escott. In 1991, Bob, a wild game in Boston sees Ken Hodge and Peter Klima each peak, um, excuse me, pick up a hat trick. Uh, Craig Simpson chips in with two goals. Not enough, though, for the Oilers. They fell to the Bruins 6-5. to five. As many of our listeners would remember, there was two Ken Hodges, and the Ken Hodge that uh, uh, was the player in the 1970s was a, a stellar goal scorer and played a lot with Phil Esposito. Ken Hodge Jr. had one of the strangest careers ever. He scored 30 goals during the 1991 season. He scored 39 goals in his NHL career. Think about that. He scored 30 goals in 70 games in 1991. The Oilers, of course, had met the Bruins in the 1990 Stanley Cup Final. Uh, Boston ended up losing to Pittsburgh in the third round. Edmonton lost to Minnesota in the third round. Pittsburgh beat Minnesota in the 91 Stanley Cup. Brandon, what are, just how crazy is that? The guy plays half his NHL games in one season, scores 30 of his 39 goals in one season, doesn't get us. Now, he, he couldn't skate, but he could finish. And his father was a lot 
and I mean a lot better player uh, than him, a guy that ended up having a long, long NHL career, Ken Hodge uh, Sr., Ended up scoring 328 goals in 880 games. Had 43 goals and 105 points in the 70-71 season. That was the highest-scoring team in NHL history at that time and scored 50 and 73-74. He was a three-time 40-plus goal scorer. His NHL career was just absolute craziness. Again, you can text us at any time on 780-496-0063. Bob's, uh, this text comes in uh, out of Edmonton, and it says, Fights don't count. If you keep your mittens on, Kachuk has strings attached. Um, This text comes in from Oilers GM. He says, holy, Mark Spector's love for Matthew Kachuk is more than that of Eric Francis. I get it. Kachuk is a good player. But the way Speck talks about him, it's like Romeo and Juliet. (laughs) Wow, get a rube, says Oilers GM. Now, is that the Olivia uh, Olivia Hussey version uh, from 1968 of Romeo and Juliet? Uh, are the Oilers and the Flames like the Montagues and the Capulets? I don't know. You tell me. Uh, again, you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. Brian says, Bob, I wanted Paul Yarby over Kachuk because of the skating. Kachuk, not the best skater. He should be checked into oblivion. Well, what Kachuk has, and I think most of you would agree, is gamesmanship. Clint says, Bob, I watched Kachuk at the Memorial Cup in Red Deer in his draft year. Um, he had a leg injury, but he still played, and you can see he wasn't right, but he was still better than most other players. Well, Clint, I had a phone call from the coach who Kachuk eliminated in the second round of that playoffs that year in the OHL. A coach who's the only coach in major junior history to have four straight 50-plus win seasons. And Matthew Kachuk came back from basically a broken ankle and knocked off with London, Erie. And he said, and I quote, Stoff, you guys are crazy if you pass on Kachuk at four. And what happens if Vancouver or Calgary takes him at five and six? Watched the Memorial Cup, walked out with somebody, and the guy said I was out of my depth, thinking that Kachuk would make sense at four. But nobody saw Pugliarvi flying, uh, uh, dropping to uh, number four at Edmonton. Everybody had yes to in the top three of the NHL draft at that time. Brendan, I'm going to put you on the spot here. We got uh, 30 seconds. Who are you taking to the Super Bowl? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's so hard to go back-to-back in any of the big four sports. As much as I think that the offensive prowess of Mahomes could get it done, Brady's been there. I really, really like Tampa's roster makeup across the board, so I'm going Bucks this time around, Bob. Um, I want the Bucks to win. I think the Chiefs are going to get her done. I, it'd be a great story with Tom Brady. I know there's a lot of Brady haters out there, uh, but I think that the Chiefs will—they've just got so much team speed. One of the issues you would think would be the Tampa Bay's uh, rush. That they—I mean, they've obviously got some talented defensive linemen, but Pat Mahomes can make plays from anywhere. So I'm going to take the Chiefs uh, to win the game. We have got ourselves uh, a heck of a week. Reed Wilkins has Inside Sports Night. What's he got shaking, Brendan Escott? Uh, you are going to hear from, well, they were going to preview the Battle of Alberta with uh, Pat Steinberg from Sportsnet 960 down in Calgary, and they'll talk a little Super Bowl as well with uh, the Inside the Game analyst on Double E Football broadcast. That's Blake Dermott. 
All right, coming up on 630 Chit Afternoon, stay at 2 o'clock, the Edmonton Zone Medical Staff Association's COVID-19 Pandemic Committee has penned an open letter to Health Minister Tyler Shandro expressing concerns about planned reductions of public health restrictions set to take effect Monday. Uh, Jalen Nye will have, from the University of Alberta, Dr. Noel Gibney. For all of the individuals out there that have seen their businesses, many of whom are in the private sector, seen their businesses significantly reduce, our hearts go out to you. Uh, we're getting a little bit back uh, coming up on Monday. We're going to have a killer weekend coming up here. Reid Wilkins Inside Sports Night. We'll have the face-off show tomorrow night, 6.30, of myself and uh, Jack Michaels and Cam Moon and Reed and Rob Brown. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen, followed by the 6.30 Chet Afternoons with Jayla and I. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chet.